you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Eric B. Addison's. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination and godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Victory and J-Mac are on tap to help us navigate the show. It is National Truth for Youth Bible Week, so we're going to be talking all this week about getting the Bibles into the hands of young people all across this country. And man, it you know, it's one of those things where you say, if ever there, if ever there was a time. But I, I think that probably when you talk about the need for our young people to know the word of God, to engage with the word of God and to engage one another with the word of God. Hmm. I don't know. Every year that we go, it seems that it's it's more and more pronounced that there is great necessity there. I mean, there's always been necessity. Right. But yeah, you understand that we're living in an increasingly wicked culture. And so you, it's just undeniable. Like You don't have the luxury of, hey, they'll engage scripture when they're older. Right. Mm, no, we actually now know there are reports out. And I talked about this this weekend and I want to do a recap, by the way, but let me just say, make this point. Um, but I talked this weekend about a report I was reading from the American Enterprise Institute that um, that suggested, unlike in times past, kids who do not grow up in church, who do not have any type of uh, church background, do not find faith as adults. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to me that unlike in times past, meaning that there was once a time where a kid could grow up unchurched, but encounter people who would share the faith. And so as young adults and even some older adults would meet Christ. Yeah. And now this report is strongly suggesting that that just isn't true, which also contributes to the moral decline that we're seeing um, in our nation. You you don't have people. And, and again, just because I mentioned that something was so does not mean that I am legitimizing that and saying that it should have been. So I am simply acknowledging that it once was so. And what do I mean when I say that there was an expectation, there was an expectation Mm -hmm. that you could kind of be flippant and loose with young people and that they were going to get to a certain age as older adults and sober up and come to Christ. Mm. Now, when I acknowledge that I am not saying that that was ever good. I'm not saying that at all. In fact, there's no scriptural reference for that sentiment toward children that, you know, we just kind of like, occupy them we we send them to things that are just sort of like a placeholder and then when they get older they will really get truth and then they will really just soar and take off in the faith (laughs) um there was once a time that we may not have expressed that but we we certainly practiced that yeah um and sadly enough in the context of the local fellowship we practiced that now the reports suggest that if kids are not uh brought up in a robust christian environment where they are actively living out mm-hmm. what their parents are teaching them or what their parents are saying is right, then the studies are showing that they do not find that as adults. So this whole idea, and Will the Great, you've talked about this many mm-hmm. times. Like you've said, you've asked the question, where do we get that from that our kids need to go off and sow their wild oats and then come back to the faith? Yeah, yeah. You won't find that in the scriptures, but that seems no. to be 
one of the things but i know they're gonna go off for a period of time you know but you know they're gonna come back how do we know that you know we don't know there's no guarantee and so i think even you know as we talk about giving out bibles in school and things like that it does not dismiss us from doing the work at home we have to Absolutely. do the work at home and disciple our children you know so there will be ones that would give a bible out if they're right. in school Right. Yeah, great point. You yeah, know? absolutely. Absolutely. And I think and, and I say that to say um, there must be great sobriety around what we do, that equipping our kids must not be an afterthought or sort of a downline ministry that we just say, well, at some point down the line, we're going to get to them. Right. Now we need to focus on the adults. Look, we all need ministry. Right. And at every stage in life, at every age, in right. every age group, we need ministry an active ministry, intentional ministry that equips us to stand for Christ. We live in a wicked culture and, you know, we at one point were trying to tiptoe around that because we weren't trying to say anything negative mm. <laughs> about where we live. But at some point you got to call Babylon, Babylon. You got to say, Hey, that's, 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 you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. our address. That's yeah. kind of where we are and it's increasing. Um, and so at this point, I guess if circling back to the original point I was trying to make, uh, we need kids bold with the truth of scripture. We need parents to understand what our kids are up against. We mm. were just um, for the last several days in North Dallas at the North Dallas Community Bible Fellowship there um, with Pastor Dames and his family and the tremendous believers who are there. I mean, just um, an amazing group of people that, you know, the more we spend time there, this is our second year there, um, man, the more I just adore them, you know, and just to see the heart. Um, the Lord has given Pastor Dames um, a vision and a mission for the the body of believers that he has tasked him with overseeing Amen. and to see him take it with the level of seriousness that the scriptures indicate that if you are an overseer of a congregation, that it is, it is a weight. It is a right burden. I don't mean burden is like something you're trying to like get out from under, but it's a necessary burden because man, the blood of these people, they're on your hands. Mm. Like you, you are responsible for those people that you are shepherding, that you are overseeing and to see pastor dames, not only, and I don't want to say this sincerely because there are some things that um, you and I, we talked about this and we thought, man, I think it would be such an encouragement, <clears throat> excuse me, if if Pastor Dames would, would be able to have a sit down with some other pastors and mm-hmm. there'd be a mutual encouragement. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is what we're doing. And other pastors be able to say, here's what we're running into. Here are the problems, because I think what he is tackling almost is sort of like a he's kind of blazing a trail here yeah, well, yeah. where he's saying yeah, definitely. we have some problems in this country. And there are parents who want to respond to those problems. But as Pastor Dames has identified in his church, it's a pretty large congregation. There are some impediments to parents engaging and grandparents engaging. Mm -hmm. So rather than just lamenting what is happening as we all try to survive Babylon, he is actually responding with tangible solutions whereby next year they are in phases going to open a discipleship school. Yeah. A discipleship school that sort of meets the needs of parents as those needs are presented. Meaning you may not have a parent who needs full immersion. They may not need their kid to be in school several days a week. They may just need some supplements. They may need sort of like a co-op. So the school would serve in that way. There may be parents who are like, listen, I, I don't want my kid to be a casualty of the school system, but I am a single parent and I need help because that's one of the pushbacks that you get. You're like, yeah. how can I take my kid out? How can I engage? How can I protect when it's just me? And so Pastor Dames and the congregation there are responding to that and saying, hey, we got you. We're we're not going to just say this is the problem and then turn and keep it moving. We're going to say this is the problem. 
But by the grace of God, we've been equipped to respond to with something. a solution. Yeah, to do something about it. Because the thing is, you know, uh, this time of the year, it rolls around, you know, now the children are going back to school. Yes. You know, and the thing is, what what is the church and what are the people of God doing? If we're seeing the issues that are happening mm-hmm. in our schools, if we're talking about it, if we're reading the stories, if we're noticing all the things that's going on and not doing anything, mm-hmm. man, it's just frustrating to me. You yes. know, to not, you know, to not do, to know something is a problem, but to not do anything about it or feel like I can't. Well, this is presenting a solution. And that's yeah. what I'm so thankful yeah. for, because we need these solutions uh, uh, today because, man, yes, we see what's happening. But mm-hmm. the, the question is, OK, what can I do? Yes. Well, yes. You know, Pastor Dames and, and, and the church there, they're, they're like, man, this is something that we are attempting to do, you know, by the leading of God. And man, I, I'm, I I'm hoping that this would spark across the country that other yes. churches would say, hey, I might not do it exactly that way. Yep. but We're going to do something because yep. it's red alert, man. It's, it's time. And it's amazing. I was listening to a news program um, earlier today that was highlighting a Time magazine article that strongly suggested that the issue or the question of parenting and the question of children in America has become the driving political force Mm. that the response from parents all across this country. Now I want you to think about this, all of the things that we have said, well, that's going to be the platform and that's going to be the place where we need to hang out. We need to look at these issues. We need to look at that. But what we do with children in America has become the driving political focus for those who vote in this country. Mm. Mm. They are calling it somewhat of a of a Virginia effect, like that. You've got parents who are saying, wait, what do you want to do with our kids? Right. Oh, okay. Well, I don't care what my past political affiliation has been. I'm not voting for you. (laughs) You want to you want to expose our kids to what you want to do what? No, 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 no. We're not voting for you. I think it is amazing to see. And I got to tell you, I'm heartened by this. Like, I am really encouraged Mm -hmm. to see parents stepping up. I call this Leviathan parenting. (laughs) Like, that's that's exactly what this is. That's the kind of beast mode that parents go into where it's like, do not touch my kids. Don't play with my kids. Mm -hmm. And and so much so that it's affecting the way people are voting politically and, Mm -hmm. and what matters to them. I think this is a really good sign. For the time that we're living in, mm-hmm. but I think it's not the only thing that needs to be done. I think that while parents are concerned about what's happening in our public school system and while they're looking at that, because look, let's just be honest. If you've got upwards of 90 percent of kids who are going through the public school system in the United States of America, mm-hmm. then there's no way for you to think that you're not talking about genuine Christian households, yeah. genuine Christian households who households who love the Lord, who, who fear him. Mm-hmm. who care about truth, who have yeah. a biblical worldview, and yet our kids are still in the public school system, and there is a concerted effort to turn our kids against us. That's right. We have to talk That's about that. Right. We can't just pretend like Man. that is not happening. And I think parents who mm-hmm. love Jesus are really crying out and saying, hey, look, we hear you guys sounding the alarm. Yeah. We hear what you're saying, yeah. but man, can someone just walk me through what this is supposed to look like? How, yeah. how am I supposed to take charge what do I do? on this issue? Yeah, you know, the thing is, I think there are a lot of uh, parents, um, well, I know for sure that uh, people who listen to Erin Addison's they have heard about what's going on in the schools. If you listen to uh, AFR, you've heard about what's going on in the schools. But there's so many other parents who are in church who don't really know. No, you know, not at they all. don't know the, the details. They, they may have a, a sense, but man, they don't really know. And I'm like, man, thank God for churches that would have a conference like Disciple Life Conference. Oh, man. 
to inform their members about what's going on, mm-hmm. you know, because once people know it's jolting, it's like, what? That's yeah. happening, you yeah. know? And man, it blessed my heart to see, um, you know, uh, teachers who's, who, who retired raising yes. their hands and saying, Hey, I can do something. We can do something. You know? we- <laughs> Man, we are teachers. We, we can still do teachers. something. This is a mission. Praise God. Yeah. You know? And so yeah. I know we. this is not the, the topic for the day, but man, just coming off the heels of being a part of that conference, I mean, that there's hope right there because for mm-hmm. a long time, you know, personally, I was like, man, I see what's going on. I want to tell people like, man, we got to get out. We got to, but mm-hmm. get out to what? And I, yeah. and this yeah, is the answer to the what? Churches yeah. can help to help facilitate things like this. So, man, that families can can do things that they may want to do in their heart, but just don't feel like they know how to do it. You know? Yeah, it's amazing. I don't think that parents realize just how much power they have. I don't think parents realize that. And I think if people are trying to um, and look and I'm not trying to suggest that it's this you know, triumphant moment where the parents kind of like, you know, take over the school and then somebody starts the slow (laughs) clap. I'm not saying that we're going to get there, but what I am suggesting is that, man, let's see what happens. Like, let's try like what, you know, what happens? Cause there are things that parents think about. They're like, man, there's just so many things that our system has really been set up um, Mm -hmm. to require our kids to kind of matriculate through the public school system. You think of the athletics and and you think of some of the, the scholarships and all of these things that we have come to be very comfortable with. Like, let's just Mm -hmm. be honest. We're like, well, this is all I've ever known. They kind of go through the system and this is what's available to them. And this is what was available to me. Well, what I'm saying is, man, maybe parents making a big enough deal and pushing back and caring enough, Mm. maybe you can change the way some of those things operate, but you won't know if you just accept what is handed to you. That's right. And I think that's the thing that really you need to see people stirred up regarding one other thing before we come back and talk more truth for youth Bible week. I was so encouraged um, this past weekend looking at parents, but also looking at grandparents. Yes. Grandparents. Y'all come on now. Stand up. Listen, (laughs) grandparents were there and they were like, you know, it's amazing. Grandparents are like, not my babies. (laughs) You know, this is this is the time because sometimes parents, we struggle. We're like. Now, look, don't claim ownership over our children, Granny. Mm-hmm. Don't we don't. But in this situation, I'm telling you, go ahead, claim some ownership. Like, yes, these are your grandbabies. That's right. right. And right. look at what's happening. Look at the indoctrination. Look at how they are being enticed away from truth on all fronts. Mm-hmm. It's it's unmitigating. Like, I mean, it just it's nonstop. But we can do something. We as parents and we as grandparents. And we're going to talk today about equipping your kids. If your kid is going back to school and in a public school setting, then we're going to talk about equipping your kid. We're going to talk about getting the word of God in their hands and encouraging them to be salt and light. If they're there, they need to be salt and light. We'll grab the break. and We'll be right back. Stay close. Your mercies are new today. Your mercies are new again and again. Your mercies are new today. Your mercies are new today. Oh, yeah. My name is Christopher Miller, and I have the honor of serving as the lead pastor here at the Assembly in West Monroe, Louisiana. 
22 years ago, when the great leadership of American Family Radio partnered with Dr. Tim Todd for the very first national Truth For Youth Bible Week, I was a troubled freshman at Purvis High School in Purvis, Mississippi. One day during class, one of my football coaches walked into the classroom and walked directly to me. He placed on my desk a Truth For Youth Bible that he had received while listening to American Family Radio. He said to me, you need to read this, and simply exited the room. God used the strong witness of my coach, the Truth For Youth Bible, and American Family Radio at that time in my life as a seed in the process for me to come to a right relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and the process of ultimately bringing me into the fullness of God's plan for my life to serve in the pastorate. Now, 22 years later, I have the privilege of pastoring Dr. Tim and Angie Todd and his precious family here at the assembly of which they have faithfully attended for more than 25 years. Through the work that God is accomplishing at the assembly, we're witnessing children, young people, and adults give their lives to Jesus Christ, being discipled and coming into the fullness of God's plan for their lives as well. Receiving a copy of the Truth For Youth Bible some 22 years ago played a strategic role in my life, thus in the lives of the many people that I am able to minister to today. I want to say a thank you. Thank you to the American Family Radio for partnering with Revival Fires International and with Dr. Tim Todd for the Truth For Youth Bible campaign. I also would like to offer a grateful thank you to Dr. Tim Todd personally, as well as a thank you to that coach from so many years ago at Purvis High School of giving me that Bible. My life in the lives of the people that I'm able to minister to have been, are being, and will continue to be directly impacted as a result of receiving a copy of the Truth for Youth Bible. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Isn't that great, man? Man. <laughs> Yikes. Listen. Oh, man. I try so hard. Let me tell you, I really work overtime to, to not just be overcome you know, by like my feelings and like, you know, goosebumps and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, and goosebumps, yeah. it's fine. You know, yeah, it's cool, <laughs> man. But can I tell you, and I, I all, all the feels, all the feels and <laughs> listening to that. I, this is something it falls into the category, by the way, welcome back to Aaron, the Addison's on American family. I'm sorry, guys. I all, all of a sudden it turned to like my living room. I no, this is a national radio program. All right. Pull it back together, girl. Here we go. Welcome back to Aaron, the Addison's. On American Family Radio, I am Miki. And I'm Will, and that was Micah Tyler with New Today. Evangelist Dr. Tim Todd joins <laughs> us today, um, the founder of Revival Fires International. And um, we're talking Truth for Youth Bible Week. That clip, okay, Man. Brother Tim Todd, listen. You, you just got to know that 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 can mess people up. That falls into the category of like just the power of moments. We have these mm. moments that the Lord entrusts us with to do things that will affect people for a very, very long time or yeah. affect people for a very long time. That's just one of those examples. Yeah. Hey, man, you know, Mickey, it's so good to be on the program with you and Will. Just appreciate you so very, very much on a personal note. Uh, I already have uh I let Will know to tell you a big hello from my precious wife, Angie. 
Love her. And uh, just, uh, she just thinks the world of you and just hey, a, a, appreciated <laughs> so, so much the time that you got to spend with her. Mm. And your precious daughter was with you. And they yes. just uh, appreciated your ministry when you came to West Monroe and Thank ministered you. there. And just uh, want to say that on a, on a side note, just uh, very, very important because, you know, 22 years ago, Mickey and Will, whenever I approached Tim Wildman with the fact that we had the Truth for Youth Bible, of course, yeah. it's, been, it's gone through a lot of changes in right, 22 sure. years, of course, to yeah. keep it up to date and cutting edge for the young people. But I let them know that we have a Bible that I wanted to give to young people mm-hmm. to give away in school to, to their friends that don't know the Lord. And so after much prayer, Tim Wildman and the leadership here agreed, mm-hmm. let's do this. Yeah. So 22 years ago, 22 here years. is this coach listening to to wow. American Family Radio, and he says, he's thinking to himself, I've got a young man in my that is on our football team that's a freshman in high school that is involved in alcohol and drugs, partying, mm. and he needs Jesus. I'm going to get him a Bible. <laughs> so this coach in Purvis, Mississippi, yeah. walks in and disrupts a classroom, a class period, wow. walks in, Walks right up to Christopher. He said he thought he was in big trouble. Hmm. That coach looked at him with a stern look on his face, slammed that Truth for Youth Bible down on his uh, desk like a coach can do, Uh and said, you need to read this. And then he gives his life to the Lord, Hmm. gets off of the road to hell, on the road to heaven. God calls him into the ministry. Not only that, but uh, he meets a precious, precious woman of God. God is a wife, Mm -hmm. and they are getting ready to give birth to their third child, uh, Elizabeth Hope. Mm. So 22 years before, we gave birth to the Truth Youth Bible Project, and as a result (laughs) of it, he gave his heart to the Lord. Now, 22 years later, here his wife is. They are serving God. He's called to the ministry. And not only that, the icing on the cake, he is Angie and I and my my precious family's uh, uh, pastor now. And so we're so thankful because you know what? As a result of that right there, him getting a copy of the Truth Youth Bible, God using that tool, Mm. uh, just think if that had not happened. I mean, I know God Mm. can work in different ways and however he wants to work. But that was a strategic time in his life Mm. to uh, make a spiritual impact in his life and his family and the ministry. Hundreds getting Mm. saved now through his ministry. We thank Mm. God for what the Lord is doing. Praise God. Amen. Oh, man. Glory to God. You know, that's what the gospel does, right? The gospel makes testimonies. The gospel (laughs) makes testimonies. You you think about what happens in people's lives where their trajectories are changed because of the gospel. So they're, Mm. as you say, on the road to hell. And, 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 And many of them, let's think about it, perfectly loving what they're engaged in, like just kind of unaware, right? But the gospel opens eyes, shows one, one sin, and then invites that person to receive the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. You don't have to pay the penalty. Jesus has already paid that for you. Now just walk in that, receive that, accept that, turn from your sin. But let's talk about the Truth For Youth Bible because, Brother Todd, one of the things that sets the Truth For Youth Bible apart is that while it includes the scriptures, includes the New Testament, there's also the presentation of the gospel so that students would understand what it is they're reading and have a clear Mm -hmm. understanding of how they can repent of their sin. Yes, and you know, Mickey and Will, in the front section, as you just described, there are a hundred pages of full color, powerful comic stories. Mm. 
that deal with the truth about issues that young people are confronted with every day. And we deal with hard-hitting issues, Mm -hmm. things like drugs and drunkenness and peer pressure, what the Word of God says about young people staying sexually pure, for saving themselves for their husband or their wife. We Mm -hmm. deal with the truth about witchcraft and evolution. We deal with the truth about uh, cutting and sexting and bullying Mm -hmm. and suicide. And just the Bible says, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Mm -hmm. So we deal with all of these issues along with a lot of other ones that I didn't mention. Mm -hmm. And we've got the plan of salvation in each one of the stories so that young people will not only know the truth about those things that perhaps they're struggling with, but in addition, and more importantly, They'll find out how to give their life to Jesus Mm. Christ. Mm. I'm all about, I don't want these young people to quit doing drugs and alcohol and get saved. I want them to get saved, and the Holy Spirit will help them to get off of the drugs mm, and alcohol. Come Amen. on. Amen. Man. I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah go That's ahead, Brother Greg. Go say ahead. There's so much confusion uh, that our young people are dealing with. They're getting messages from all angles, you know, about what they should believe and what they should know and how they should identify and all these things. And to have something like this. Uh, a Bible that can be presented by another student, right? Because that's the way that we can get it in there. Another student will be able to give this Bible to a classmate. And the same kind of outcome can happen that that Pastor Chris had. Amen. On the back cover of the Students Legal Rights on Public School Campus to address what you just said. And number four, I put in bold because it tells our young people that legally – they do have the right they to give Bibles right. away on campus during yeah. mm-hmm. non-instructional time. So legally, our young people, Christian teenagers, can go on their school campus and give a truth for you Bible to their friend that yeah. doesn't know the Lord. And then the Holy Spirit uses this tool. Mm. You know, God can do all of this without us, but he chooses not to. Mm. He chooses Amen. to use his Amen. people. Amen. People say, God, when are you going to send revival? God says, when are you going to do what you're supposed to do? Mm-hmm. If we'll do what we're supposed to do, mm-hmm. humble ourselves, pray, seek the face of God, turn from our wicked ways. That's God right. said he'll hear us from heaven, forgive our sins, heal our land. He mm-hmm. tells us to go into the highways and hedges mm-hmm. and compel the lost to come in so that his house may be filled. That includes mm-hmm. the public schools of America. That's Amen. right. The Amen. biggest mission field in our nation right under our nose, Mm -hmm. and our teenagers are leading the way Mm -hmm. as they take a Bible to school and give it to their friends in school that are in desperate need of Jesus Christ. That's right. You know, so many parents will will say that, you know, I've got my teenagers in high school, I've got my middle schoolers, and they will say that our kids are there and they're being salt and light, but really close inspection would reveal that many of our kids are just blending in. They're just kind of Mm. going along. They're a part of that culture and whatever that is that is presented there, But what we've got to do is we've got to encourage our kids. If they have professed Christ, we expect to see boldness. One of the ways that they can express that boldness is really taking a stand publicly, saying no to the things that everyone's saying yes to, and presenting the truth. And the Truth for Youth Bible is a tangible, practical way for them to present the truth. Now, I know we're trying to get 60,000 Bibles into the hands of teens I feel like the demand is really for much more than that, right? I, I really Amen. feel like if you look across the Amen. landscape, Amen. we really yeah. we really could use uh, several tens of thousands more um, all across this yeah. country. But let's talk practically how our parents can do that. There are some who are listening right now, and they're saying, you know what? Our kids are back to school this week. Our kids are back to school this week, and this is right now in their face. How can they get the Bibles? What is the process? How can they get started? Mickey and Will, every 
grandparent or parent Mm -hmm. of a teenager ages 13 to 18 years old who will commit to give the Truth for Youth Bible to their friend in school, Mm -hmm. if they will commit to do that, all they have to do to get a free Bible is to contact us at 800-733-4737. And Miki, Angie, has got a team of people answering the phone right now. Come on. And so, and I know a lot of people listen to your broadcast. Mm-hmm. And so we're expecting that as we give that phone number out for people Come to get on. a free Bible, one Bible per teenager, per household, mm-hmm. call 800-733-4737 or go to truthforyouth.com. Truthforyouth.com. Get your free Truth for Youth Bible to give away in school to somebody in school that is in desperate need of Jesus Christ. I want to do this. I want to call for a clip here. This is 406, Will the Grade. And this clip, one of the things that has really burdened my heart is the emotional distress that our kids are under these days, um, the, the rates of depression and anxiety present in our young people. But this testimony, you've got um, a girl who was struggling with depression and anxiety and all of the the emotional issues that our kids are facing, but getting her hands on a Truth For Youth Bible really impacted her life in an incredible way. Mm-hmm. Here we go. When I was 10 years old, my parents got a divorce. I cried and cried about it. As my dad was leaving, I ran to the front yard and asked him why was he doing this? He said it was the best for our family. After that, I didn't cry about anything. I started smoking pot, doing drugs, and I drank a lot. I felt so worthless. A few days ago, my friend Monica gave me a True For Youth Bible. As I was reading the comics, I felt like Jesus was giving me a big, warm hug. And I know that sounds weird, but that's how I felt. I asked Jesus to come into my heart, and the True For Youth Bible explained to me how to do that. I'm so happy that my friend gave me the True For Youth Bible. It healed so many emotional hurts that I had. It changed my life. Man, that's incredible. That's incredible. You know, we don't often stop to think about the root of the pain and the hurt that our kids are experiencing. We often look at sort of the manifestations of that hurt. We look at the behavior, the way that they're acting out, but we don't stop and examine how they get to that point or even what might be some of the possible remedies. But it seems like in this case, Brother Todd, the Truth For Youth Bible came at the right time and opened this young girl's eyes. And she said it was as though God gave her a warm hug. (laughs) You know, our young people, with all of the violence and the vandalism and the things that are happening in our schools right now with the uh, message of woke and uh, Mm -hmm. CRT and everything else that is being used to try to distract our young people Mm -hmm. away from their education. Goodness. Uh, You know, we've had this discussion before that, uh, uh, you know, if you're able to have your children in home school Mm -hmm. or Christian school, I highly recommend it. Mm -hmm. But the Mm -hmm. truth is, There's a lot of young people right now that are still in the public schools of America. They need Jesus. And the Truth For Youth Bible is a good way to offer them a hug 
from the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm, Amen. So Amen. powerful. Amen. Let me do this before we go to the break here. Uh, Jeff just informed us that someone on Facebook is asking how they might be able to purchase several of these Bibles to give away. Brother Todd, how can they do that? Wonderful. And I encourage uh, youth groups and Bible clubs to get uh, uh, get amounts of these Bibles, cases of them, and give them to an entire school. They can go to, they can call that number, 800 733 Four seven three seven eight hundred seven three three four seven three seven, or if they go to truthforyouth.com, there's also a place there for them to not only get the free Bible, they can purchase additional copies. All right, we got to grab the break. This is Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. We will return. We're talking Truth for Youth Bible Week. Stay close. There was a young man in Griffin, Georgia, that was contemplating suicide. He'd come to the end of his rope. His girlfriend had left him, and after a long, ungodly relationship, and he'd hit rock bottom. Just at the right time, because God is always right on time, a young man brought a Bible to school, a Truth for Youth Bible, and gave it to his friend who was struggling and troubled. This young man sat down and he read all of the comic stories in the front section, over a hundred pages of powerful, full-color comic stories full of the Word of God. That young man called his friend after school and on the telephone gave his heart to the Lord and got right with God. This young man today is serving God, and it all started as a direct result of a young man caring enough about him to give him a copy of the only hope that sinners have, the Word of God. Mm. Mm. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family mm. Radio. Let me just give the number. If you are listening right now and you're saying, listen, I, I, I want to get a Truth For Youth Bible into the hands of my young person between the ages of 13 and 18. You're a grandparent. You're a parent. You're a coach. Okay. And you're listening. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's not yeah. forget the coaches. Yeah. You're a coach <laughs> and you're listening. Um, let's just give the number here. 800 733 4737. I'm going to repeat that number. Don't worry. 800 733 4737. Right now, right now, the phone lines are literally open. You can call and you can get a Bible, one Bible per family. Um, you can make that request. Or if you want to order in bulk, you can also do that. All mm-hmm. you've got to do is let them know, hey, I want to get several Bibles. And that is an opportunity that that's available to you. 800 733 Four seven three seven eight hundred seven three three four seven three seven. If you're listening right now and maybe you're at work and you can't really get around to calling, which we hear from our listeners sometimes they can't do it in that moment, you can order online anytime. You can go to truthforyouth.com, truthforyouth.com. I want to talk around this for a second. Our guest is evangelist Dr. Tim Todd, and we're talking Truth for Youth Bible Week. Um, there's something important that happens though. I think when a parent or a grandparent gets that Bible, they order that Bible on behalf of that, that teenager, there's something that you expect to happen that in the passing off of that Bible, maybe they're going to have to have a conversation with that kid about the power 
of God's word and about the necessity of getting God's word into the hands of their peers. How do you envision that, Brother Todd? How do you see that happening? That's a really good question, Mickey, because in our revival services, as I travel across America, in one of the services, we always have the teenagers come to the front mm-hmm. and we'll, I will discuss with them exactly what it is that they need to do with regard to going on their school campus with that Bible. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. important for parents to do this and grandparents to do this because, you know, a lot of these, most of the people that call to get these free Bibles are parents and grandparents. And once they get those Bibles in their hands, when they're mm-hmm. sent to them, to sit down with their child and their grandchild and to let them know that the Word of God does not return void, but Amen. it will accomplish exactly what God desires to accomplish. Yes. That if they will uh, pray, and they pray over their uh, Bible and pray over the, their young person in their home and lay hands on them and pray mm-hmm. for them mm-hmm. as they commission their child and grandchild to go in their school, on their school campus, to give that Bible away that the Holy Spirit will speak to their heart and show them, who does God want me to give this Bible to? And you never know. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Holy Spirit, it may be that God is going to, as a result of the Bible they give that to, God may raise up another Pastor Christopher Miller or a Billy Graham Mm -hmm. or or a Will or a Meeky. God will do a work that (laughs) only God can do. So the parents and grandparents, when they get that Bible in their mailbox, sit down with their child, make a big deal out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Say, I, I need to speak with you about something very important this yeah. afternoon. Yeah. And the kids are like, oh, no, my goodness, am I in trouble for something? <laughs> and they sit down with their child or grandchild and say, look, this is so important mm. that I wanted to set specific time aside to talk to you about the Great Commission mm-hmm. and how it applies to you giving this Bible away to your unsafe friend in school. You know, that that's good. I'm thinking about Amen. the years that we spent, Miki, being uh, missionaries yes. to the uh, campuses. Mm-hmm. And so when we would go and we would have to raise support, you know, we would tell the, the supporters, hey, you, you may not be able to come to the mission field with us, but you're a part of this. That's in right. the same way, grandparents and parents can say they're, they're a part of what's going on, That's you right. know, by getting these Bibles and, and sending their child in there mm-hmm. with the knowledge of knowing what, it, what, it's, what it's for and mm-hmm. being able to give it to a friend. So yeah. they're a part. It's a family mission type thing that's happening there. Wow. Imagine what our schools would look like if our parents, in addition to saying and look, and sometimes we say this because we there's almost an attempt to appease ourselves that, okay, yeah, we understand that where our kids are, that it's really bad. We see the agenda. We see these things. Mm -hmm. And so what we say is we're like, no, no, no. But my kid is is a witness. My kid is a missionary. My kid is salt and light. And we say that and it makes us feel better. But Mm -hmm. what if we really put the work in? What if we yes. really equipped yes. them? What if we really sent them? And yes. you say you're sending them. Yes. What if you made sure that they were well-equipped missionaries? I don't know any organizations that send missionaries. Brother Todd, you can speak to this without training them, equipping them, talking about the culture that they're going to go into yes. and talking about how they to respond to. to that culture, what's pervasive in that culture, and all that they're going to need to be able to engage. Yes, and you know, Mickey, something else that's really important as the parents sit down and grandparents sit down with their child also in the Truth for Youth Bible, in the back section, mm-hmm. I've got uh, uh, helps that tell them when you need to find help, what you need to do. Also, how to learn how to pray. Mm-hmm. And also, knowing the promises from God's Word. And then also, how to share the good news of Jesus Christ 
with your friends. Mm-hmm. We have all of that. So the parents can yeah. sit down with their their children and grandchildren and discuss that with them because That's like good. you said, in our schools, there is darkness in the public school yes. system. Yeah. So much darkness. Yeah. Yeah. And as the gospel, the light of the gospel is shined in our public school campuses mm-hmm. through these Christian teenagers, then that is what is going to dispel the darkness. Mm-hmm. And I believe that there is a revival fire mm-hmm. taking place on our public school campuses right now. And it's a direct result of young people that are willing to say, yes, Lord, I will do what you tell me to do. I will be a light in the darkness on my school Mm -hmm. campus. Mm -hmm. That's what this Truth for Youth Bible is Mm -hmm. all about, dispelling the darkness with the light of the gospel. Mm. 800-733-4737, free Bible per household. 800-733-4737. You've got kids or grandkids between the ages of 13 and 18. Um, then perk up your ears because we're talking to you, 800-733-4737, or you can go online, truthforyouth.com, truthforyouth.com. You know, one of the things that really grabs my attention is that you talk about, Brother Todd, um, how the comics and the issues that you've addressed over the years of producing this Bible, how those issues have changed. I'm going to throw out a stat to you here from Pew Research Center and talk about how you have seen this and how you've addressed it in the issues that are covered in the Truth For Youth Bible. The number is 70%. 70%, this is according to Pew, 70% of teens across gender, race, and family income levels say that anxiety and depression are significant problems among their peers. 70% of our teens are saying this. Brother Todd, your thoughts? You know, it's a shame, but so many of our young people right now that are struggling with that are having to turn to medications Mm -hmm. to try to uh, ward that off. And I believe that there is a spirit behind, I'm not trying to sound super spiritual, but I believe there is a spirit behind this, and that is why, in the comics that we deal with, one of the deal, one of the uh, uh, one of the uh, things that we deal with is suicide mm-hmm. and cutting. So we deal with depression mm-hmm. and anxiety and stress because that is so prevalent among our young people right now. Yeah. And you know what they need? They need the love of Jesus Christ. They need to realize that they have hope mm-hmm. in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I believe that this is not a temporary first aid like a lot of these medications are, right. but instead the Word of God is a permanent cure for Amen. the things that they're up against. Amen. And so Amen. I'm not trying to make light at all right. about the difficulty that these young people are experiencing with mm-hmm. depression and anxiety. But like that one precious young lady said in that testimony, Janice, it was as though the Lord just wrapped his arms around her and gave her a warm Hug, hope, Mm -hmm. hope, Mm -hmm. hope in the Lord Jesus Christ through the distribution of Bibles that are relevant for our young people, Mm -hmm. expressing the love of God for these young people. You know, I I don't think that it can be overexpressed here because I, I, our parents and I, I, I would guarantee even more so our grandparents have no idea the type of mental attack 
that yes, it is spiritual. There was once a time that I'd try to be careful in saying those things, but the Bible is not careful. The Bible says expressly that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Right. So I'm going to agree with God's word, right? Because it's God's word. And I'm going to say that this is a fact. I'm going to say that this is true. Yes. And you look at the way that it's affecting our children. One of the reasons we have been ineffective is because we have not agreed with God and what he has expressly said. That's true. Right. And so this is what we're facing. But I want to go back to something that you alluded to, because while we're talking about depression and anxiety and we have normalized these things so we've Mm -hmm. just come to accept them that that's just a part of them getting older but i guarantee you folks the things that we are seeing among our young people today are not normal it's not what you once had you had a bad day right it's not oh i'm just kind of kicking a rock down the street because you know somebody sits no this is every single day and i'm going to give you some more information here and then we'll talk around it this is from the national alliance on mental illness (laughs) all right two stats from them national alliance on mental illness i tell you that so that you can go look it up yourself. Suicide is the second leading cause of death among people ages 10 to 24 in the United right. States. Wow. That's the true. second leading. Wow. And it's been increasing every year since 2007. Okay. Suicide is the second leading cause of death. This is behind those things that are unintended. All right. So the first thing is, uh, is it was an accident. It was a freak accident. It was a car accident, something unintended. But suicide is the second leading cause of death among people ages 10 to 24. The number is 20%. Nearly 20% of high school students report serious thoughts of suicide, 20%. So you got like one in five high schoolers who report serious thoughts of taking their own life and 9% have made an attempt to Mm. take their lives. Guys, this is not just sort of, oh, this is a phase. No, this is a spiritual attack on our children. Our children have been left bare. They have not been protected as they should have been protected by us. And so now we are watching an assault on them, spiritually speaking, that they are ill-equipped to deal with. Brother Todd, your thoughts. You know, it starts in the home, Nikki and Will. It starts in the home. That's right. And so many of these young people that you just shared statistics about, you know, so many of them come from homes where that they husband has left or the Mm. wife has left and these children are left with a feeling from their parents i they say i love you but then their actions show but i don't want to be with you anymore i want to go and 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 go over here and 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 not live my life with you as a part of my life and they feel this and it 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 brings about stress and depression and anxiety so many homes that don't have the lord as the Lord of that home and of that mm-hmm. family. And so then you've got the young people that their parents never served the Lord. They were never in right relationship yeah. with the Lord Jesus Christ. Many of them dealing with the same stress and depression. The only hope they have is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I, oh, I wish that I could just go into every one of those homes mm-hmm. and be the father to those parents that wow. those children needed or that mother that that, parent, that, that child needed. Mm-hmm. And so it starts in the home. And you see, as a result, I believe, of the breakdown of the home, mm-hmm. we're yeah. seeing happen what is taking place mm-hmm. among our young people with stress, depression, anxiety. And I believe that Jesus is the only hope. Amen. Jesus is the only hope. I agree. Can I can I say something? And and, and Mm. when we say that, when we say that Jesus is the only hope, we're talking about the firmest foundation that you can have. We are talking about the only hope that also happens to be the greatest hope that you have to be able to change your life, to be able to change your trajectory. And I want to offer something practical at this moment. I'm just thinking about this, Brother Todd, as you're expressing here. I'm thinking, you know, some of us, some of us parents, we need to have a sit down with our kid. 
And maybe it's, it's one of those things that we've avoided because we don't want to know that they are affected by some of our choices. We, we don't want to know that they've been affected by some of the choices other people have made, right, that maybe we didn't intend, but it has impacted our children. Mm-hmm. These are the kinds of conversations that need to be just sprinkled with scripture all throughout where we allow our young people to express, yeah, I, I am sad about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm angry about that. And maybe some of us were like, I don't want to know. I don't want to get into all of that, but I'm going to tell you the truth really does bring a lot of stuff to light and it allows you to start peeling back those layers. And it allows you honestly to start exposing some of those strongholds that would be perpetual if you didn't speak to them. So I want to encourage that just to say that and, and, and get that out of the way, but back to truth for youth Bible week, we're going to be talking about this all week long. Let's close out with giving you some information on how you can get a Bible kids between the ages, young people, young people between the ages of 13 and 18 who promised to pass it on to a friend this school year can get a free Bible. Parents, grandparents, you can get it to them by calling 800-733-4737, 800-733-4737, or going to truthforyouth.com, truthforyouth.com. You can also get them in bulk. So look into that. We're out of time until tomorrow. Lord willing. God bless.